2: in the jungle.
3: the jungle
1: anytime you start a show with some New York Dolls that's like look
0: out irreverence thy name is New York Dolls
1: yes little David Johansson and company Mm -hmm. that of course was Stranded in the Jungle Uh, that was the lead single off the Dolls prophetically titled 1974 album Too Much Too Soon (laughs) and uh you know, in digging into this, this song has quite a history. I got to say, it, it was does. Uh, yeah. It uh, it was originally done and released in 1956 by the Jayhawks, mm-hmm. and after that, everybody—I do mean everybody—under the sun covered it. Yep, uh, and sometimes like weeks apart from each other. Uh, Shortly after the 1956 Jayhawks version, an American doo-wop band called the Cadets did it. There you go. That was shortly followed by the Gatabouts, the Rhythm Rockets, the Johnson Brothers, the Fearsome Foursome, Shorty Long, Jet Powers <laughs> did a version in 1970, and then the Dolls busted their version in 1974. And then after the Dolls, there were at least four other cover versions Including a 2003 attempt by Adam Ant to do it. No kidding. That um, I did not know. Yeah. So it, it's it, the song has.
0: Well, there's a lot going on in yeah. the song. And it's fun because it's really two separate songs in it one. It kind of is.
1: It is. Yeah.
0: Now, my, my favorite, um, you know, New York Dolls and everybody else aside, is uh, The Cadets. Because that's the one that I just.
1: Yeah. Heavy Duty Doo That's what I hear. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was a doo tune. And it was one of those songs, um, I guess, even as a kid, I thought it was like. Like a tongue-in-cheek song, right. along with like Love Potion Number Nine, right, right? And you know, Mother-in-Law, we played a couple yep, of weeks ago. I yep. mean, it was one of those tunes, yeah. But uh, it's 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 fun, yeah. And on Saturday Night Ska, I had often played a version. of, See, now I'm gonna forget who it was that did it. That's
1: right. There's probably like the what Voodoo
0: Glow Skulls. Oh, that there we so go. It was. Wow, how's that for Rico? I <laughs>
1: remember they had the word Voodoo <laughs> yeah. in the title, yep. you know, which is a popular Ska thing, the Voodoo yep. thing. But yeah, there's probably what a dozen different ska versions oh, of yeah. the song. Yeah, but yeah, good stuff. And as usual, a great lead into where we're going tonight.
0: Yes, wow. And How do we oh even god, where we're to going
1: one. tonight? Yeah.
0: Well, it, it it comes in line with our new philosophy of uh, not just throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> we call that Tuesday, <laughs> right? But uh, not shying away from somewhat depending who you are, controversial subject it matter. There does seem
1: to be a little controversy surrounding this yes. i got to say.
0: So let me, uh, for the folks at home, the, the uninitiated, if you will, okay. let me tell the good folks at home yeah. what a furry is, oh, according to the good folks Here at we register. go. A furry. Not just the
1: latest group of people Ron DeSantis <laughs> is picking a fight with. right. Well, don't, quite don't a bit don't more to it than that. See, don't tell the family stories. I don't
3: know.
0: A furry yes. uh, is an enthusiast for animal characters with human characteristics. Yes. In particular, a person who dresses up in costume as such a character or uses one as an avatar online.
1: I notice you ducked the term anthropomorphic.
0: Because yeah, that's a lot that's of things. That's a mouthful there. and a half. Yeah. We, we, we leave the intelligence stuff to you. <laughs> Furthermore, that'd be at first. The furry subculture has been around for a very long time and has deep roots in kink. Anyone who tells you otherwise is either lying or trying to sell you something. Mm. And conservative buzzkill slash savior, the aforementioned Ron DeSantis, has enacted laws in Florida that prohibit minors from attending drag shows or those of an adult theme. Mm. Now here's the tie-in. Megaplex... The annual furry con.
1: Because they have cons.
0: Because they do. They got this one big one. Uh, as usual, it's in Orlando. I believe it's in September. Or is it? hey hey Because these folks now feel that they are being targeted as something that isn't LGBT or even Q. Indeed. Your thoughts?
1: I. Well, this is, you know, initially when you brought this up, and I was aware of the controversy coming out of Florida about this, and I was only half paying attention to it, which is generally what I do with news in general these days. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this is frequently the case when you pointed the rips and rants, you know, directional towards this and said, do your research. And you unleashed our crack team of investigators. They jumped all over this sucker. And, man, it's it's complicated. It's very complicated. You know, as you mentioned... um, Furry fandom uh, does have its roots in the underground comics and that C-O-M-I-X culture of the 1970s. And that was a genre of comic books that did depict explicit content, adult themes, and was primarily intended for an adult audience. Mm-hmm. So there are those roots in the furry fandom, if you right. will. Um, but, you know, it, it should be said, too, that that genre was considered an art form. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you and I are both comic book enthusiasts or were when we were younger and whatnot, and that became modern pop art. And that was very much what this was depicted as back in the day. Mm-hmm. But it's it's grown considerably since then. I mean, one of the things that was fascinating for me to discover is that there is a whole subculture surrounded by this. And they oh, do yes. have gatherings and get-togethers. As a matter of fact, I think the first uh, first big uh, furry fandom get-together was all the way back in 1989 was their first con, though I don't think they call them cons back then. Right. And of course, California. <laughs> my my adopted home state, because that's what you expect out of California. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole controversy around is it or is it not, I mean if you're being honest, there is that element to it. You right. know, there really is. Now granted there may be a lot of people that don't practice it. Mm-hmm. I guess you could call it practicing it. In that fashion, but, you know, um, there is furry porn. I'm sorry. You right. look no further than Pornhub, and you will find it.
0: And the thing is, and this is why I, I mentioned this, because I didn't want this to be an episode um, necessarily attacking anybody. It's right. not our job. It's not what we do. No, that's what Ron DeSantis does. Right. Yes.
1: <laughs> and we report on it.
0: But what I, I see happening as, you know, we briefly discuss, uh, discussed that, uh you know performers in drag and the yeah. shows and yeah. is it appropriate, is it not appropriate. I wanted to mention up front, and as you alluded to, based on the history of this this furryism. Yes. That <laughs> furryism, it is I like that. It's that's, that's not
1: one of their terms, but it should that's be furryism, I it's like it. Good.
0: It's uh, you know, you you can't deny it that it has, at the very least, in its roots as a quote unquote movement, yeah, sexual overtones.
3: Oh, I see. Your name is
0: spook me. I had said to you the other day, if you watch uh Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece, The Shining, yeah. okay, yeah. there is uh some shenanigans that Jack Nicholson's character overseas in a room, of course it was like ghosts or hallucinations, of a well-dressed guy in a tuxedo with another, one can assume, gentleman, dressed up as a puppy dog in the whole floppy costume whatnot with the leash and the chain and everything. I seem to vaguely remember that. And, Hold on to your butt. You know, a lot of um in in common parlance. Sometimes you can find wisdom uh in, in unusual places like the eighth grade lunch table. You know, and the kids aren't calling each other furries in a good way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um once you acknowledge this, then you can responsibly take the, the steps forward and saying, well, is that a subgenre of the group? Yeah. Or is this something that just, like, rarely happens? Or is it part of their mainstream appeal?
1: Well, I think you just hit the nail on the head, and that's the acknowledgement part of it. You know, to flat-out deny that that element exists mm-hmm. is dishonest, to say the least. Right. Let's just be adult about it and say what it is. Yeah. But not everybody in this fandom, you know, participates in that aspect of it. So, you know, and it's as is frequently the case, the issue is complicated and it's not cut and dried and it's not really easy to say, you know, is this something that you, you know, don't want your kids to be exposed to? Right. You know, I think a big problem and one of, the, one of the issues that I don't know why this isn't addressed head on, but like particularly with the drag shows,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I think a lot of the fear, particularly coming from the more conservative elements out there, is that we normalize this stuff. Right. And, you know, a lot of people don't want it to be normalized. And I mean, quite honestly, if it's your kid, that's the call you're supposed to make. You shouldn't really have the state making that call for you. Right. But, that having been said, just in looking into this and and the whole idea of adults putting on these costumes... You know, and whatnot. And it should be pointed out that apparently only about 30% of these people actually own these costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, the fursuits, I think, is what they're called. Yes. And taking on the fursona,
0: you know. Yes, again. But. Uh, <laughs> One but more time for the folks at home.
1: Fursona. Yes. They're but making up their own words. Yes. In, in <laughs> again, doing the research, when I. Came across the fact that there's cosplay and role playing involved. Mm-hmm. You know, it it doesn't take a freaking genius to figure out that cosplay and role playing frequently, mm-hmm. you know, leads to a very let's call it adult themed. It goes to element. an adult place. Yes, and so you know, it, it does seem like it's a day and night thing. Mm-hmm. Like during the day, the mild mannered reporter from the Daily Planet. You know, right. But at night. Bust out that red cape and, and um, here we go.
0: I'm so glad you brought that aspect of it up because, in, in my reading, a lot of the um, vendors at, at these cons, you know, yeah. people you know, look like all things, there's money involved. It's not about course there is. right, wrong, standing up for individual rights and liberties. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a slice of that in there, but, you know, most of that pizza is composed of money <laughs> and yeah. everybody wants the money. So, some of these vendors were saying, In light of these new restrictions in Florida of having um, you know minors attend these shows, and apparently this uh, this megaplex would fall under a uh, a presentation or demonstration of entertainment deemed of an adult nature, they say that they of course always leave the the sexual um, products and merchandise. Uh, boots away and, and sequestered from kind the outside. Kind of keep of the it show, under the right? counter,
1: so to speak. Yeah.
0: But that was one of those you know, tug at their hamstrings moment like, shut <laughs> up, you're saying too much. <laughs> right. Because again, here they are, in spite of themselves, admitting freely that there is an element of this yeah. that is, in a word, macabre, okay, or exciting because of that anonymity underneath. The yeah. costume, yeah. which ironically is as somebody that, and I'm sure there's an actual phobia about this, Johnny doesn't like characters, like people dressed up as, as things. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And interest the full disclosure, Yeah. I could deal with clowns before I can deal with somebody dressed up, let's say, as the Easter Bunny. Okay. Especially if it's a ratty, nasty looking costume. <laughs> okay. And you could even go back to uh, a great movie that came out, wow, 10, 15 years ago yeah. uh, called Smoking Aces. Have you
1: ever seen I, that one? Yes. As a matter of fact, I think it's making around on HBO. Yes, right now. yes, it good, is. Good cast.
0: Great cast, nice pacing and everything. Now, do you remember the scene with Jason Bateman? I haven't Ash, actually a strung out lawyer, and no he's Jesus. the one that hires these bounty hunters to get okay. this guy. Yeah. He's got he's a furry. Really? He's got the Easter Bunny head, and one of the guys that he hires is like really intrigued by it. Yeah. And he goes to put it, he's like, uh, uh, please don't, 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 put that on. That's that's why. don't
1: put that on. <laughs> Right. You know, so again, they, like I think Jason to Bateman it. would be perfect for oh, that. perfect. Role, by perfect. The
0: way. Yeah. The not so distant cousin, if you will, that might not get invited to Thanksgiving but needs to be acknowledged. Yeah. This this cousin of of the furry movement is the bronies, okay? Now, the bronies are more out and about right in your face saying, right. "Look, yeah, we're men that yeah. are just entranced with my little ponies." And we dress up as such and give us names and have rave dance parties, yeah. pop an ecstasy. And yes, it's a huge part of the LGBTQ community. Okay. They'll come right out and just say it and throw it in their face and not care. Which again is why they're so skittish yeah. with the any sexual overtones yeah. with this megaplex. Now I had played one song for you is quote unquote the furry anthem yeah. by this weird foreign guy. <laughs> yeah. And within the first stanza, there's a line in there that says, it's not about sex well, I think doth protest too much, as well, yeah, the Bard it, would say.
1: It's kind of funny when they throw that out there right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. It's like, mm. yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think it's what, Macbeth?
3: Benefits of a classical education.
1: Methinks the lady doth protest too much? Yes. <laughs> um, and it should be noted that there is, you know, controversy within the furry fandom community. They have issues with the media over their depiction because, of course, the media... Mm-hmm. Gloms onto you know that funky kinky aspect oh, of, course, of it immediately, of and you know there are other issues you know within the community. But saying that it doesn't exist, you know, flat out denial is it, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Slap these people in the face and say it's a lie, but it should be acknowledged. And yeah. again, there's, there's you know enough. It's complicated you know, there's enough people involved in this, and that was one of the surprising things to me, is there are enough people involved that there are multiple aspects to it. And I don't think they made that Florida law with the furries in mind. Not at all. You know, they were going after (laughs) the drag queens and whatnot, and this just happened, the the umbrella, (laughs) yes, of, and it was like, oops, well, guess what, you know? But the fact that there's a term, and I know you've heard it, yiffing, Mm -hmm. it's... Apparently, furry sex and a term derived from the sound that foxes make when they're shagging—you know—there is that element to it. And sometimes it's a lot easier to just cop to it, and say, "Yeah, there is that," but that's Uh-oh. not what we do when the sun is up.
0: There was a a big club hit, not more than what six seven years ago. Yeah. What does the fox say? Really? Yip, 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 yip. Remember that tune? No. Yeah, that came and went relatively quickly. <laughs> but again,
1: Jeez, I can't imagine why.
0: Yeah. Guess what, folks? The, the, the uh, I'm so gonna step in this one. The claws are out and they're digging in. Oh boy! The furries aren't going anywhere. They don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. And my my point is, they shouldn't necessarily have to. Because look, these comic cons and the people doing cosplay—it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm not gonna deny. You know, a forty-something old woman with cesarean scars thinking she could dress up like Princess Leia from Return of the Jedi—do really? your thing, honey. You know, more power to you. Yeah. And these people, if they want to live out there. You know, little fantasies and a sense of community amongst other people with these funny little animal costumes. Yeah, great. How about this? If it's not about sex, then how come? Why don't you remove all of the vendors of the kink merchandise and whatnot? Okay, why
1: don't you come out with a statement saying such? But no one's willing to do that. Yeah. So, well, when you when you start doing that defensive stuff. That's, that's when you run into trouble.
0: But you got to get out in front of it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Now, like, answer me this, and it might not be an answer to this question. Mm-hmm. You know, society, not all society, but let's say almost half, yeah. frowns on uh, drag queens for whatever reason. Right. You know, I've, I've made it known before. I just don't find anything entertaining about it personally. Yeah. Okay. Much in the same way as that I would never pay money to watch
3: a mime. What does a mime look like when he's having sex anyway? It's probably like. I'm a mime.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, most people would probably say the same thing. Mime (laughs) is just like, look, it's just not, it's a very French thing. We don't get it here. But back in the day, whether it was Marcel Marceau or that weird show, Momenschans, that was on Broadway for like forever with Clay and people and mimes. And look, there was a market for it. Yeah. But why is it that there's something. About and maybe it goes all the way back to the puritanical roots of this country. I don't know. Yeah, but the minute you introduce something sexual into an art form, it becomes verboten and bad. And we all know that you know, 50 years because drag queens aren't going anywhere, and I'm not even saying that they should, right? But I think certain things need to be recognized as fringe. And let them prosper in their their fringe areas.
1: Yeah. Well, God forbid we try and hold two different thoughts in our head at the same time. Yeah. But you could acknowledge the fact that yeah, you know, there's a, for lack of a better term, mainstream mm-hmm. uh, element to this that's not necessarily threatening or dangerous to kids, and then there's that element to it that yeah, no, that's you know over 21, we wait until the sun goes down for this, and we don't expose right. the kids to it. But even further, and another big question since we're throwing questions back and forth is who has the right to make that call? You know, I don't know if I would necessarily feel comfortable, you know, exposing my kids to this, but I don't have kids, so it's 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 purely right. conjecture. But I don't necessarily feel like I should make that call for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I do think in a lot of ways that the uh, laws, particularly in Florida, that were made you know, initially to address the whole drag queen thing were more grandstanding, you know, look at me, I'm fighting this right. you know, moral decay for you, I'm Ron DeSantis, vote for me in November or whatever.
0: Well, I tell you what, another you know, story that Zoom hit the radar hard this week yeah. was um, there was supposed to be a uh, drag show... Okay. Open to the public at an Air Force base.
1: Okay, we're not talking car racing here, correct?
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. Definitely G.I. Jane, if you get my oh. drift. Yeah, um, And I, I believe, don't quote me on this, but it was in um, an Air Force base in Colorado, but I'm not positive. Okay. And word of this got out, and it was the um, senator, I believe, from that state. Ugh,
1: I need my data so we're, we're, to drive this home. We're combining drag. And no, 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 watch. The you'll, air force, you'll see. no,
0: no. I'm 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 getting to my, my point here. Okay. So um it basically turns out that, yeah, they've decided that there will not be any drag shows of any kind on any US military installation forever.
1: That's an odd combo to begin with.
0: It is. Like, how would that even happen? Yeah. So this is why I bring that up. In okay. in the environment that we're in right now, Yeah. addressing your particular statement of whose business is it? I don't want to be judging on this or whatnot. Yeah. There is, in spite of my personal feelings on all of this stuff, Yeah. I will chime in with you a hundred thousand percent because what we're seeing now because of the incident on a military base, the incident with, with Bud Light and... Yeah whatever their name is. <laughs> you know, the instance with, with, with Target selling the Tucket stuff. Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney. I' Remember Our the Rift Ranch players yes. touched on that last <laughs> week. Yes. That was a thousand years ago. Oh, wasn't that though? But, wow. you know, here's the thing. You're getting this blowback because there are forces at play, how's that for being ambiguous, <laughs> that want to see all of these fringe elements go mainstream. Yeah. Now, left up to their own devices in the natural order of things, yeah, it's unlikely that they ever would go mainstream without someone pushing it in a particular direction. Now, what I don't want to see is our old friend, Blowback, coming to the forefront now, which we're starting to see because these furries are caught in the crossfire, and that was as funny as it was when (laughs) I just said it.
4: You're prancing along, you get thirsty, you spot a little brook, Put your little dear lips down to the cool, clear water. Bam! A fucking bullet rips off part of your head.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, something like this, which might very well be innocuous, okay, yeah. is now thrust in with the same things as uh, drag shows and dangly dicks, right, okay? Right, Whether it does or doesn't is irrelevant, but now you're seeing the, the pendulum swing the other way, and there, it almost seems like... At least in states like Florida, that they're out to stamp this shit out completely, and like I said, as a fringe, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, everybody should be free to pursue their pursuits. Right. So I don't like this mass. I, I don't like it on a military basis. That I, I'm inflexible with. Again, that's
1: odd. That's just I odd. want
0: my military to be concentrated on. You know, military well, matters. Certain,
1: certain things that do not go together. It's <laughs> like
0: you don't put a titty bar on the base. Yeah. There are rules. There That's, are for obvious reasons. Yeah. I
1: got no problems with, you know, adult entertainment, but it doesn't belong there.
0: Right. So to sum it up, I mean, you know, yeah, this is a thing, folks. Do your reading. Everything yeah.
1: is just all over the place. We oh. found all the stuff we needed to know about it. Quite honestly, opinion. you know, having indulged in some friend shit in my lifetime. That's the understatement of the year. Kind of takes the fun out of it when you try to mainstream it. I don't Totally. It's s- now
0: look, you don't even have to go there, Michael. It's just, it's as simple as trying to explain something to your parents when you're a teenager. <laughs> yes. And you know yeah. they're not going to get it. Yep. So you try extra hard and sometimes to put it in a context that you think they'll understand and appreciate. Yeah. And once you hear the words coming out of your mouth, you're like, ah. Yeah. It just ruins it.
1: It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like gentrification. Yeah. You know, it, it takes all the fun out of it. Yep. You know, and I, and I understand. <laughs> you know, what a lot of the people in these communities have gone through with discrimination and, you know, in some cases, you know, physical harm and abuse and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like, I don't really want the public to share in certain things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah, it's just, I don't know. Here's a microcosm of that. Okay.
0: Some nights you go to a bar because you feel sociable. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Some days I go to a bar and I'm going to find the darkest, dingiest hole, probably in the corner. If I'm lucky, maybe next to the jukebox. Yep. Buy my drinks, sit by myself, and sing along with, with Hendrix doing Hey Joe, okay? Some days are just <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. And when it comes to my personal, like, uh, hobbies and whatnot, yeah. I am definitely more of a solitary person. Weird how I'm doing this right now. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I want to enjoy my hobbies, like, off to myself, you know. Yeah kind of like no matter what I'm doing I'm still that, that, that kid putting together the model airplane at the kitchen table yeah. rather than running outside playing kickball with the kids and probably enjoying the glue fumes you know truth be told
1: yeah back in the day but you know what it's like
0: one of the things that's just best left to yourself yeah. or communing with other people who have the exact same interests as, as you yeah
1: and again you know holding two thoughts in our head at the same time two completely different thoughts mm-hmm. yes these guys the furry fandom crew you know, have had their furry cons, and they've done charitable events, and they've done, you know, beneficial stuff for the community and that kind of thing. But, yeah, recognize that there is that fringe element to it. Right. You know, there's both going on here. Yeah. You know, and, and, and life is not black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, the gray area is pretty common. Right. You Last know?
0: time I checked, nobody in a furry costume was picking people off on the interstate with a high-powered <laughs> sniper rifle. And don't even get in your heads out there, copycats,
1: all right? Indeed, I'm just I was going to say, we haven't, we haven't watched the news in an hour or so, so who right. knows what the hell's going and on And like now? I
0: said, in a society where you go to a, a one-year-old or a two-year-old's birthday party, what do they have there? People dressed up as, as critters, you yeah. know? Oh, sure. You know, we'd line our kids up at Christmas time to sit on the lap of a fictional character known as Chris Kringle, okay? Yeah. And the same thing, albeit to a lesser extent, the Easter Bunny, And I'm sorry, but I've never seen a successful Easter Bunny costume. They're all just nappy and creepy. Kind of
1: goofy. It's like Donnie
0: Darko, you know, with a little better fabric softener. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, once upon a time, clowns (laughs) were harmless. You remember that? Right. Pre-John Wayne Gacy? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Things happen. What can you do?
0: So, you know, at the end of the day, where are we at with this? Nowhere. We're just presenting both sides in a fair and efficient manner, as we always do.
1: It's an interesting conversation to have. Yeah. You know, and, and let's keep it on a conversational level. There's no reason to start picking up chairs and wailing the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, 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 let's keep it on the, on the civilized side of things. Shall now,
0: we? Uh, in a moment of levity, completely <laughs> unplanned, and I mean this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michael Sean Lee, if you were to, uh, if someone was to say, I'm going to make you a furry costume
1: oh, Jesus. of your very
0: own, yes, what, uh, what animal, what, what would your avatar be?
1: Hmm, that's an interesting question. Interesting. And by the way, Johnny loves doing this kind of <laughs> shit. And every time he does, I want to pick up a chair and hit him, you know? Because I've heard this question a million times and I've refused to answer it a million times. Well,
0: well Miss America, you're on stage I now. I don't know. If I, had to, if I had to
1: choose, you know, back in the day, probably a wolf. Okay. You know, that nowadays... That one of the more popular ones. Yeah, nowadays, canines. you know, uh, I don't know, maybe, you know, kicking back is... I've always found it fascinating that lions mm-hmm. spend about twenty-three hours a day just chilling, just With the, uh, with the female lionesses, just pretty it, much doing exactly. all the work and raising the know, cubs, getting the yeah, food. Yeah, and for one hour a day, they are vicious killers.
0: <laughs> right? You
1: make daddy a sandwich. You know, I always thought that was an interesting dichotomy.
0: What else does the does the lion do? He what, bounces the checkbook for the pride, basically. <laughs> <and> just <laughs> does that shit. Yeah, I know. You know,
1: you know, he calls roll at the you know, right, at the lion right. meetings and shit <laughs> like that. So bouncing it back right at you, Johnny. How would Oof. you respond to that question?
0: Well, I tell you what. Um, just from what I saw, that there's a lot of foxes, there's a lot of uh, wolves and canine right, characters. Right, right, right. Um, something fun and, and whimsical in the spirit of things. Perhaps a
1: turtle. Turtle. I didn't see any turtles. Really? I didn't see any reptiles. Not a common response to that question, yeah. I must say. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely a, uh, an interesting element to reptiles. They're kind of mysterious, kind of yeah. you know cool in that respect. But if I
0: got some cat making me a custom one, I think I would go with um, one of my favorite animals on the planet, the slow loris. All right. And if you're not familiar, folks, what a slow loris is, just go on YouTube. Uh, it's an endangered little species of monkey. Like the name suggests, moves very slow. Right. But they're adorable. Also, highly toxic.
1: Would you like to touch my monkey?
0: <laughs> so, what's not to love about it? That really sums me up in yeah, a nutshell. Yeah, adorable. interesting and highly toxic. characterization, I gotta say. Right.
1: I, I gotta say. Now that we've gone completely off topic. I'm
0: sure Susie Q would agree with that. I'm sure she yeah. would.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so there you have it. All right. It's magic time, of course. Ooh, middle that gem. Is, yes, middle, middle gem, gem.
1: Middle gem. Uh, and I think we picked the most appropriate middle jump for the oh, we day. we nailed it this week. That's I, besides I so. the point. I think so. Yeah, yeah. This is a, uh, a funky and irreverent Kinks tune like there's any <laughs> other kind of Kinks tune other than the funky and irreverent, because Ray Davies is just a funky, irreverent dude. And uh, this, is, uh, this is a Kinks classic, I think, from their, uh, from their epic album, Lola vs. Power Man and the Monkey go Round" Part 1. This is, of course, Ape Man.
0: Indeed. Enjoy this one, folks, and we'll be back in a couple minutes with, of course, some more things and stuff. (laughs)
4: Inflation and starvation and the crazy politicians. in the sky Compared to the clouds The same roll Compared to the bugs And the spiders and flies I am an ape man In man's evolution He's created the city And the motor traffic rumble But give me half a chance And I'll be taken off my clothes And living in the jungle to be like an ape
3: man I'm an ape man, I'm an ape man oh I'm an ape man I'm a king called man, I'm
4: a foodoo man oh I'm an ape man I look out the window but I can't see the sky The air pollution is a-fucking up my eyes I wanna get out of this city
1: good fun right there good <laughs> I tune say. good tune yeah it is kind of earworms you. It, it definitely sticks but uh yes as uh as stated previously before we went into it that was uh from the kinks 1970 album lola versus power man and the money go round part one longest title ever i know they, well that's <laughs> the thing they, back then they put like all sorts of thought into album titles and stuff you know mm. don't really do that anymore
0: but Must have been part of that burgeoning furry movement. Yeah, then.
1: yeah. I and mean, it probably had a little bit to do with uh, what the drugs they were doing back then. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, there was, uh, interestingly enough, as far as the song goes, the song sounds pretty innocuous, but there was a bit of controversy around it when it was released. Uh, because I think most likely Ray Davies' accent, uh, the line, the air pollution is a fogging up my eyes... Gotcha. Apparently, initially, it sounded too much like the air pollution is Mm a-fucking-up-my-eyes. So Ray got plucked mid-tour, had to fly back to London, re-record the line, and make it clear that he was saying (sighs) a-foggin'. And what was interesting about it was, as you probably imagined, this was the album that the Kinks' mega-hit Lola came off of, Mm -hmm. and Ray had to do the same thing with Lola, and the line Coca Cola, yep. he had to change it to Cherry Cola. Yep. So twice in the same album, <laughs> they had to grab the guy mid tour, flying back to London, re-record a controversial Unbelievable. line. Yeah. So much so for artistic license. I know, no doubt. So that was apparently a thing with the Kinks back in the day, and uh, and kind of amusing when you think about it too. Right. You know, I don't know how a foggin' huh. could, you know, somehow. I mean, I, I, I Be controversial. can't help but, uh, but I
0: draw a certain line of kinship with, with the kinks of old based <laughs> yeah. on our struggles with the Universal Music Group ah, there and uh, their, they're, you know, just penchant to shut us down.
1: Yeah, they do have a thing, don't they? <laughs> they don't do. they? We're, we're a burr in their saddle. It's a thing.
0: And I will never, ever, in a bazillion years, refer to either one of us as shock jocks. You wouldn't think. Or anything like that. But apparently
1: what is the Recording Industry Association of America also seems to have an issue with the Riffs and Rants telecast or uh, podcast. But, uh, you know, if we can get under the saddle of the right people and piss them (laughs) off, I consider it, you know, a job well done. I do. Fair enough. Yeah. And then when they drop a bomb on the studios of Riffs (laughs) and (laughs) Rants... You can remind me I said that.
0: Well, put it this way. We can't fight every injustice in the
1: world. This is also true. But there true. are
0: some of them, as we'll see in our subtopic this evening. More
1: controversy.
0: More controversy. And it's something we can, well, it's just stride up to the table and weigh in on
1: it. Yeah. So, obviously, we had an agenda with... Ask him about the monkey. I'm not going there. The song, the middle gem, mm-hmm. uh, due to this next topic. Um, if you're paying attention you said to the do. Did I? Yeah. Wow. Doo-doo. <laughs> okay. That was kind of, a, kind of a beavis and butthead moment. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you've been paying attention to the news, which I highly, highly recommend you don't do, uh, HelloFresh, the meal kit delivery company based out of Berlin, Germany. Mm. Of course, Germany monkeys. Yeah.
0: Would you like to touch my monkey? Oh, that was a throwback to when Professor Snoof. Oh, my here. goodness, that yes. did come up. Uh, this yeah. is why I told you I, I was busy, and but I'm like, exact- ask him about
1: the monkeys. Yeah, exactly why I didn't <laughs> want to talk to Snoop about the monkeys. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, apparently, uh, HelloFresh just announced that they will uh, be boycotting, they will stop buying coconut from coconut milk from Thailand uh, because... Of rampant monkey labor abuse and forced monkey labor. Hmm. Picking coconuts. <laughs> and I'm gonna repeat that for <laughs> emphasis. <laughs> HelloFresh recently announced that they will no longer be buying coconut milk from Thailand uh, because of rampant monkey labor abuse and forced monkey labor.
0: Was it uh, a, an OSHA violation?
1: Most likely. <laughs> But uh, ironically enough... Target... Were the
0: monkeys washing their hands in between the the, the pickings of the coconuts? You know,
1: I, I I think it's one of those situations where it's all of the above. You okay. know, just all okay. of the above. But uh, ironically, Target, Costco, and Walmart were already on board with this. It just it apparently wasn't uh, a big enough news item until HelloFresh announced. But yes, apparently... Uh, in Thailand, there's a thing with forced monkey labor. Mm-hmm. I, as bizarre as this sounds, just when you think things couldn't get any more weird from the furry thing, right? we get into forced well, monkey r- labor. Probably,
0: I mean, Thailand, like here, they're, they're probably at a shortage for you know the typical teenagers that need that after-school job that uh, normally pick coconuts. Apparently so. I don't know if it's impacting the the ladyboy trade or not. Oh, but
1: let's not go there today.
0: Monkeys are on in three.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh
3: yeah.
1: so anyway So anyway Yes, it was discovered uh that there were fifty-seven different operations in nine different provinces of Thailand that were abusing the monkeys. Ugh. forcing the monkeys to climb trees for ridiculous hours well, all day. More than eight hours night. in a shift? Yeah, m- much more. Much oh more. My goodness. ocean must have been freaking the F out on this one. with the monkeys getting time and a half on Sundays? No, no, not no. Oh, that was one of the big problems with it. Yeah. Apparently, the, 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 the monkey labor union was not on this. Apparently not. You know, very, very disappointing, I must say. But, uh, but, yeah, the Asian division of PETA discovered that the monkeys were being forced to climb trees, harvest coconuts. Apparently, monkey families were being separated to facilitate and support production. They were chained, whipped... Chips, dips, chains, whips—you know, your basic high school orgy type of thing. Beaten, oh, while being forced to pick coconuts. Oh
0: my goodness! I know. Now, I know. were they were they paying dues to the monkey union?
1: Apparently not.
0: Apparently not. Apparently Jeez not. Man, they, they need some organized labor yeah, over there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to completely torpedo our our fan base in, in Thailand with this <laughs> one. I'm sure. <laughs> Heaven forbid.
0: Unite here. <laughs> Oh Lord! So, um, you know, so w- where does this leave us now? Have, have the monkeys officially gone on strike? Are the monkeys are still working.
1: Uh, well, apparently the boycott, you okay. know, is going on. Like I said, not only HelloFresh, uh, HelloFresh is surprisingly uh, big company globally. They have sounds seven, like a very green company. Seven point well. five million paying customers. Of course, to HelloFresh. They probably buy delivery.
0: Pelotons, too. Uh, I yeah, but that
1: probably that, is something to yeah. do with this. But, uh, but yeah, HelloFresh, Target, Costco, Walmart. Oof, they're oh, the out hitters. of the thai, thai coconut milk business because of this. And, yeah, this was one of those things where I inadvertently stumbled on it when I was researching something else. That's a dangerous rabbit hole right I'm there. I'm telling you, man. And it was just like, I can't I don't believe this. Huh. I mean, I just, like I said, when you just, you, you, you think, Things can't get any weirder, any stranger, any more bizarre. Monkey labor abuse?
0: Well, I know, speaking of how can it possibly get worse, I'm going to do my own research to find out if uh, any of this coconut byproduct is making its way into uh, the Bud Light line of flavored seltzers. <laughs> because there, there's a company that that certainly can handle yet another...
1: Anheuser-Busch, we're talking to you. <laughs> Can't take another hit on this one.
0: But, you know, in the case of Target being part of this, well, at least they've already got a line of clothes featuring a pouch to hide
1: the coconuts oh, in. Oh, God. You imagine a company that's, that's, like, ducking and running for cover. It's like, we just don't need this anymore, you know? Right? And no I guess more,
0: Walmart's playing low-key because they yeah, barely treat their people better no
1: than No more coconut milk from Thailand. Oh. God help <sighs> us, you know? And, yes, you don't want to get on Peter's shit list because they are just professionals at being a colossal pain in the ass. They are very professional amateur terrorists is
0: what they are. <laughs> basically.
1: They are good at what they do, I gotta say. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, in, in defense of something, um, I did like try and dig into this further to see if there were any other uh, labor abuse issues involving animals mm-hmm. anywhere around the world. And the situation does seem to be somewhat unique. You yeah, know. clearly. Apparently, nobody else is abusing monkey labor. Well, but a lot it, of
0: the animals wouldn't put up with that crap. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I actually, uh, fortunately, I have a soundbite from the, uh, the leader or spokesman of the coconut-picking monkeys. Okay. I believe her name is Norma Ray. Here's what she had to say about it. So you can see, I mean, it, yeah, it's, that's, it's an that's ongoing issue. Pretty taking much, it isn't very it? seriously. Yeah, uh, I, I wish Norma Ray the, the best of luck. In fact, off camera, right when that soundbite ended, she actually took some of her own feces and threw it at
1: management. From what I understand, it's a fairly common practice in labor it disputes, particularly is. involving monkeys.
0: Yep, um, and they all chant the same thing: "What do you want? Change?
1: When do you want it? Throw poop at them." That's. <laughs> Apparently, it's a, it's a very, very successful tactic.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with them. Solidarity. Yeah.
1: You go, monkeys. And this is one of the reasons why I kind of stay away from the news. I just do. I mean, between monkey labor abuse and AI, just, uh, we're doomed. <sighs> we're just we're doomed, you know. Who abuses monkeys? Monkey abusers. Oh, apparently so. <laughs> Don't
0: forget the struggle of monkeys throughout time. You know, there was a time when, when monkeys couldn't even play their own instruments when they recorded songs. I've heard about this, right? And they would have like studio musicians, and they'd have to get on stage and lip sync. I yeah. mean, yeah. It's, it's it's a long story to tell. But well, monkeys we wonder, have come a long way. Yeah.
1: Well, we wonder why they unionized. You know, particularly in in that yep. area of in of the
0: thirties. You know, it was apparently illegal. For a monkey, especially a big monkey, to get a blonde girlfriend. That was frowned upon. Really? So yeah, you try and take her on a date to the Empire State Building, you get shot. It wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. You know,
3: yeah, the it's, planes, it's, 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 yes, Pla- the You planes get shot no from the
0: air, no less. It's 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 just not. It's not fair to the monkeys. Yeah. It's, it's it's really, this not, is true. It's this really is not. true. It's true.
1: Very it's, sad. It's a it's a yeah. It's a it's a hard life when you're a monkey. It is. It's just that people take advantage of you. It's not fair.
3: Shut your yap, you big monkey face, gorilla. <gasps>
1: it's just not fair. Yeah. Well, we we need something happy now. <laughs> we need something happy like.
0: I don't know, like like a third gem, something whimsical. I I
1: think we definitely need a gem, an appropriate gem, well to lighten up the vibe here.
0: As fate would have it, I have such a gem right here. Oh, very good, Johnny. What do you got? Diddy by um, uh, sadly sadly long lost great singer and performer Miss Amy Winehouse. Ah, uh, doing a little tune, a famous tune, just her little spin on it. Okay, called. Monkey Man. Nice. Let me play this for the good folks at home and we'll be back in a few minutes with some things, some stuff and quite possibly a wrap up. Stay tuned. (laughs) Such an earworm done so well oh, by Amy Winehouse. The great, great
1: Amy Winehouse. Yep.
0: Wow. And when we were looking at the gems, I, I can't believe still that, you know, I, I had that album. Yeah. And I did not remember her doing a song in the album. No kidding. I, yeah. I was just uh, talking about being oblivious. It's old age. Yeah. Settling
1: in. Yeah, I think so. And I got to say, Amy always had the kick in bed. God, those oh, yeah. guys were good.
0: And was you know, there's a lot of instances, uh, if you look on YouTube, of her performing that or other Scott songs live. She yeah. had an affinity for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: But this version, of course, was off her 2007 album, Back to Black, yeah. her, her opus, really. The monster, yeah. Um, originally, that song was done by uh, Toots Hibbert. <laughs> you might know him as uh, Toots in the Maytals.
1: Toots in the Halls, yeah. And
0: that was done in 1969.
1: Now, that was the pure reggae version, wasn't it? This is correct. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, everyone else has done it from Real Big Fish uh, to... Uh, you had mentioned before, you were surprised that No Doubt didn't do it. Well, yeah, apparently, really? there's a version out there with Toots doing it with No Doubt oh, no back kidding. in the day. Oh, yeah. wow. So I'll have to go find that one on yeah. our own.
1: Now, didn't the specials oh, yeah. jump on that? And that's the one people I think are, are most familiar with. Well, that was when they, they like did it in ska fashion. Yes. Yes, that's when it transitioned yep. to ska. But it's
0: a bad recording. So no, okay. and look yeah. as 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 much as we could it was just it was made live, so yeah you yep. can only like you say shine up a turd so many times This is true, and when it 's live, it 's just always bad, so we skipped that one Ugh. and we we you know welcomed amy 's version absolutely and now uh, people don 't know uh in most cases what this song is about, What's okay about crazy monkey man, what is he drunk what was he doing right? Oh, no, it's very simply a, a song about lost love. Oh, no kidding. Because uh, Toots did lose uh, this uh, woman he was pining after to this big, giant monkey man. Oh, wow. Which as one islander to another. He could say that and get away with it. Right, right. We so much really can't. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that is uh, the point of that song. And Isn't why it's it funny good...
1: how, how many great, great tunes are launched or, or written over that very motivation right there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you
0: no. Know? You could say, arguably, you know, what are the two biggest motivators of any type of art? Yeah. It's either love or hate. Yeah. And maybe throw fear in. I'll throw fear in with hate, kind of. Right. Because always, it yeah, it's yin-yang, positive, negative, but the two biggest I would have to say, I mean, you know, again... Uh, quote, Homer, it was the Face of Helen that launched a thousand ships. Yeah, very much. It Love Does That makes yeah. us do crazy
1: things. Yep, yep. And reggae reggae is so funny, you know, be happy, you know, cool island vibe. And then you listen mm-hmm. to the lyrics and it's like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, somebody describing getting their heart ripped out. It's not you know? that far
0: away from the blues. This is true. You know? And it's, yeah, no. out, out of all the musical genres, to me, I, I find... That whole family of reggae, ska, rocksteady, all in the same vein from the islands as being really not unique because you can see where they borrowed from everything. But maybe that's it. It's it's the combination of sound influences that
1: almost really just happened by
0: accident, if you think about
1: it. Well, just about every genre of music is combining genres that preceded it mm-hmm. in ways that, you know, were original and unique that people hadn't thought of before, yep. you know, and that's, that's, I mean, so many different genres, whether it's, you know, disco coming from funk, you know, a grunge coming from like a combination of hard rock, heavy metal and punk. That's, that's how you come up with, you know, new and unique and original mm-hmm. stuff is you, you combine things that nobody thought of combining before. Yep. And it's like, wow, okay, cool. And sometimes know?
0: it's just timing. And I, I said to you when we were doing the pre show, just my feeling, I have no scientific proof of this, but I think uh, all of those island musical sounds owe a great debt to the James Bond movie, Dr. No. Yeah. Which was, I believe, I want to say 65 or 66 that came out. Okay. But all of the music is from the islands. Right. And it, fe- right. it features reggae and whatnot, it features an impromptu. Serenading by Sean Connery to the Bond girl at <laughs> yes, this time. Yes. And in um, watching a documentary that, you know, they decided when they did that movie, they wanted that island music sound because it was, at the time at least, Jermaine just to Jamaica. That's right. where you would find that. Yeah. And even the cutaway pieces where they appear at different, uh, you know, nightclubs and restaurants they insisted on using nothing but real local musicians from the island to play all these songs. Nice. And I just feel it's no small coincidence that it was in the years following that that reggae really came into its own on, on the mainland here in the States. Yep. And granted, yeah, you know, Great Britain had to leg up because they pretty much owned Jamaica. So they would, have, <laughs> yeah, they would get it before we did and they perfected it as we were just learning about it. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, that would probably explain how, you know, the punk rock movement yep. of the late... 1970s had that element of, you know, Jamaican influence, of mm-hmm. reggae influence to it. I mean, you know, the, the, the Clash's first album is a classic example of it. You know, every song on the album is just shredding punk, you know, mm-hmm. break shit, blow your head up, and then they cover Police and Thieves. Right. You know, which right. is just this mellow, kind of, you know, really cool reggae mm-hmm. thing. And it's just, yeah, it's a very, very interesting combo of styles. And, and see, folks at home, you're
0: welcome. Because if we're nothing else, this is supposed to be <laughs> a music-orientated podcast. Absolutely. And this is how we keep the ugly ogres of big music at bay, yes. because we try and present these gems to you in both a critical and historical
1: light. And there you go. Message! And yeah, that was for you, R-I-A-A. okay, <laughs> Universal Music Group.
0: <laughs> so,
1: and, anyway. Anyway. John! Yes, sir! What's going on in Big Boom Radio this week?
0: Well, we're surprisingly busy for the summer season. We're okay. normally where we kind of throttle down and just, you know, mail shit in, hang out and chill. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, not at all. all We've right. uh, successfully navigated our way past Memorial Day. Nice. Um, I do want to throw up a giant uh, shrugging of the shoulders. Sorry uh, about that. Yes. In the reference to the uh, the well odd sound quality of our last episode. Yes. Um, which was otherwise. Classic that, of course, was Wokey Locks and the Three Unbearable Conservatives.
1: Yeah, you know, it's going to be a good day when just as you start the episode, the <laughs> mixing board explodes.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly what happened, folks. It's a nice little uh, I'll give a shout out to the company Elisis mixing board, USB model, whatever that I got a nice, like, four channel one that I've been using forever.
1: You did get some uh, good uh, mileage off of that thing before 12 it. years. I mean, yeah. doing
0: live, I've spilled Jaeger on this thing, it just keeps going. <laughs> Well, the the power supply line just snapped, basically. So we had to rig uh, myself and Michael and our newcomer Susie Q, who did yep. an outstanding she job. She did a
1: fantastic job. Aww.
0: We were all like kind of hanging around a boom mic. So imagine like an old timey boxing ring, <coughs> where yeah. the mic comes down from the ceiling. Yeah, it was it, like yeah, that. it was yeah. kind of like that. And I know it was reflected in the sound quality. And I apologize, you know, but. If you haven't already, take a listen, because the Riffs and Rants players
1: were they, in fine form they, that they, day. They were in high gear. They yep. really were. That was impressive, i got to say.
0: And then uh, some other bizarre stuff happened at the end, so it wiped out like half the ending, where we had introduced uh, the new Riffs and Rants players, Mrs. Susie Q, mm-hmm. and gave her a little applause, which she very richly deserved. Indeed. Looking forward to having her back again many times. Absolutely. And uh, so that's that. We still got the July 4th show, where it's all
1: about... Hanging queen. out with the Queen. Yes. <laughs> a very, very unique, unique uh uh playlist for that day, I gotta say. Yep. And then yeah, I'm looking forward a to a it. Nice it's be some expansive
0: fun. Queen, no repeats. It's just just good. Just great barbecue soundtrack there. And then another is just yeah, just uh tweaking, fine tuning, you know, doing our thing. Yep. And um, going forward. Yeah, moving forward, always, always, always. And that's about it from this end of the universe. All right.
1: So I'm going to have to go say that's it for this episode 149. Wow. I was right. And thank you, as always, to the Riffs and Rants audience around the world. Around the world. You
0: guys are still coming through for us, and it is so appreciated. So with that, I am, as always, Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we will see you all on the flip side.